proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever to Crunching Gears, Let's Talk Rallying, episode 21. This is the second part of our Donegal special, and this week, as I said last week, it's a bit like an RTM special this week, we look at the, the modifieds and the classes. So we speak to Kevin Gallagher, and who won the two-wheel drive in class 14 in his Darien. We also speak to Brian Brady in the class 13 Civic. Um, in Rally 4, then we catch up with Ryan Caldwell and Max McRae. And then in Class 11F, we speak to Kevin McLaughlin, and uh, that's quite some story. And then the historic winner is Tommy O'Connell. So another jam-packed show. Connor, uh, Connor Edwards joins us as, as usual. Connor, you're very welcome along. Kevin, thank you very much. Great to be here again. I think uh, I think we're having withdrawal symptoms and we just can't let go of Donegal. We can't move on and, and, and just acknowledge the fact it's over and we need to, you know, think of next year. Yeah, <laughs> Quint down, start it now. <laughs> Uh, but like you know we talked last week about the, the overall battle and you know how epic it was like the modified and right down through the classes were, were every bit as good as not better in some of the classes but overall the the modified you know it's all uh, all done together now as part of the main field there's no separate rally but you know we knew before the start that these class 14 guys that was going to be mega and it lived up to it all didn't it Oh, Kevin, absolutely did. Like, uh, you know, on I, I watched two stages in each day and I stayed for the full, you know, run through each time. And the battles, you know, in the midfield and stuff and, and down the field were fantastic. But genuinely, like, it really was. It was some great action there between Stafford and Gallagher and uh, what do you call it? You know, Gary Cairn thrown into the mat. You know, you just you everywhere you looked, there was a battle going on somewhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like, the, you know, the Darien probably had the age, but the, you know, you took then, you know, uh, Declan Gallagher and started Gary Kieran and, you know, uh, Ryan Loughran. Damien Turish, given the Darien's a real good battle on the Friday, you know, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, it's, it, it was a joy to watch. And then, you know, Class 13, like who would have put the money on a, a Civic beating the, the escorts and the starters there? You, you would never, never, t- you know, I wouldn't have given you odds on it anyway, that's for sure, you know. So. No, definitely not. And like, you know, uh, to see that, you know, Honda Civic of of, of um, Brian Brady's just, you know, you're used to seeing the Hondas coming through, but that early, you know, I was sitting on, on Nakala going, wow, what, what's the, you know, have I got to, have I missed something somewhere? You know, how come a Honda Civic's this far up the field? But it was fantastic to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, Kevin Gallagher, uh, you know, going through somebody with no reverse gear, uh, no clutch, the clutch maybe not so important, but you know the reverse gear. 
there's always that chance of like a spin or anything like that there, and you know, then you're, you're, you're snookered. So to have that in the back of his head and still come through and take the one, you know, shows the quality of the man. Absolutely. Slightest overshoot or, or you know, going up a, a, a box junction somewhere and, and that's it. You're stuck. It's a, it's a 10 point turn probably to get out without reverse. And mm-hmm. even then, you know, that's somebody pushing you. And, that, and you know, throw into the mix in no clutch as well. And yeah. yeah. You know, and like James Stafford, not a man that's renowned for, you know, Donegal is still fairly new ter- territory for him. So to come up there and give the guys a, a good fight, you know, it's brilliant. And like Kevin Gallagher, who is, he mentions in the interview that he, you know, had done a couple of rallies this year, but drove with the intention of getting to the finish, wanted mileage up in the car, was doing nothing heroic. And, you know, we always know that Kevin goes hard on the Saturday and presenting up all on his home stages. But there was a game plan this year to go hard from the start and not leave himself a, a holiday claim. Uh, I think that proved the point. But, you know, as I say, you, you know, you mentioned that, uh, Gary Kiernan. Gary Kern, you know, like the guy was on the door handles everywhere you seen him the, the, the weekend, wasn't he? You know, <laughs> and it was amazing. Yeah, I know he was flat out. He really, really was. It was good to watch. And again, you know, it's not like the Darians had it all their own way. We know on, you know, dry tarmac, they're fantastically quick. But Friday morning, it was wet. It was damp. The roads were slippery and greasy. And, you know, so they did very well. Yeah. You know, that, there was definitely a hindrance to them. And that, that, that I used to the same location as you were for the first pass, and like Damien Tourish came down that road to get out of the hell, didn't they? You know, the get was everybody just was like, Whoa, <laughs> you know, it was any one of them sites that will stay with you for a few years to come, at least, you know. So, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's it, no matter where you looked at this entry list for day one from the get go, stage one. They were all on it. There was mm-hmm. nobody bedding themselves in or taking it easy. It was from the word go. It was the fight was on. I think, you know, it sounds silly, but a three day sprint is the, the term that keeps jumping into your mind, isn't it? You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the approach. It wasn't a case of our oh, hair lads, you know, let's just, you know, get ourselves through to Sunday and then we'll fight. It was mm-hmm. a case of no, it was the other way around. It was literally Yep. what do you call it from zero on stage one it was boom they were gone uh, as fast as they can for as long yeah. as they can you know so yeah. <laughs> so i suppose without further ado we'll hear from Kelly, kevin gallagher the winner of the the two-wheel drive battle oh yeah look we'd, we'd have always been following it and so on and so forth and like i've uh i suppose competed in it now for a good few years and uh look it's uh, it's uh, it's a big thing in the in the county never mind for people who follow the rally like um, so, yeah, and like you know, it's since you started rallying, it's always been the, the one rally that's nearly always penciled into your calendar. We'll say right from the start. Oh, definitely. Like, uh, even for, for years and years, it's always the one that you kind of bolt up towards and uh, you know, wanted to do and try and do well and you know, get a, get the car right for it and get uh, the speed bolt up for it. Yeah, and like you know, but remember 2018, like you had a great battle that year with Ian Bart. Uh, but unfortunately, Ian Nipgy, but like, uh, to, you know, for the, the amount of times you compete compared to these other guys, how difficult is it to step in and to have that speed that you need to be at that top level? Uh, well, we'd always try and do two or three events, you know, leading up to it, uh, normally, like, so you can have a good enough idea where you're at, like, 
And then mm-hmm. you just kind of, I suppose, like everybody else, you have to try and raise your game a wee bit then for Donegal. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we keep saying this every year that, you know, come Donegal, the, you know, the guys left their pace. Isn't it unbelievable the way every year there always seems to find that extra, you know, fraction of a second or a second? You know, you, you keep wondering, how how is this going to keep going? <laughs> uh, well, I suppose uh, the, the stages are, you know, for the guys that's doing the rally for five, six, eight years, like the, the stages are kind of, you know, they're, uh, I know they're not always the same every year, but at least maybe half of them are is going to be pretty similar and if you've done it in previous years going back, like you know, the, the they'll be they'll be you'll have done them before at some point. Like you know. I, I suppose all that then, you know, you you can look back at your own car or you, whatever you can you can sort of study up where you might be able to gain a wee fraction here and a fraction there, kind of thing. I look you you need to put in the prep beforehand and, and same as that, we would have been watching back old videos and whatnot, you know, just trying to get it in your head, you know, get try and get a wee age uh, for when you go and do your recce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you know, we you're always been kind of associated with the, the Nogala stage, I suppose, you know, being your local stage. But like you know, so they're always ready for your big charge Saturday morning. Bit of a change of tactic this year. You were you were on it right from the get go. I think you were the like second fastest move in the first stage, or and uh, but you know, come Friday evening you were leading. Was that was that intentional? Was that something you yourself and Ryan had planned before the rally started? I will, like uh, all other years, like uh, when I don't know, I suppose in the Darien, 17, 18, 19, we would always kind of sat back a wee bit on Friday and, uh, you know, but you're always sitting in maybe half a minute or, you know, I think in 18 when we finished second or, or 40 seconds down coming out of the Friday, which, uh, you know, you, you can't really do that, like, you know. Um, so we just kind of said we'd uh, push on and be there or be closer anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was listening to Gary Kern being interviewed there on the Irish Valley podcast. Like, you know, the the banter it was on between just guys. No, you know, he's always going on about uh, you and Ryan. You said the two paddles for your canoe wasn't fair. You know, <laughs> the, the, the the Darian seems to take a fair wee bit of stick, but you know, you still have to drive the car. Oh, you do. Look, the like I, I like the Darian. Like, and I know, you know, the they probably do have a, a little bit of an advantage over the escort. Like the. the you know, the handle well and the, the traction down well at the back and stuff. Um, you know, they're just a different car, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I suppose uh, if the, the certain stages and certain conditions, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to race an escort and a Darien together, like, you know, the, the, but then vice versa, you'll go to a certain event and, you know, the, the Darien doesn't suit, you know, they're, they're a lot, lot wider than an escort, like, you know, yes. they're probably five inches in the wheel track and, you know, they're, they're, they're white car. And like, then come Sunday morning, like, yeah, yeah, it's difficult enough even to manage a one, but to then go into that with no clutch and no reverse gear, does that be playing in the back of your mind that you know you can't afford to have a spin or a stall? Does that bring an extra pressure then on? Oh, it does. I look, we, we, we probably we, we knew on Saturday evening we lost reverse gear, but you, you kind of just once you get into the stage, you have to put it out of your head, like, and I suppose you do be watching your uh, breaking in that a little bit more that you're, you know, you're not going to, you know, be breaking into the last uh, few, few meters. Like, you know, you just need to watch yourself that you're not going to spin or do anything silly. Um, then when we, when we lost the, the clutch then on Sunday morning, uh, like didn't matter about the reverse gear anyway, like it wasn't a case we're going to be able to use it anyway. So um, it, it kind of was what it was. Like. Uh-huh. And then, you know, to finally get over the finish line, then Atlantic drive, 
and you know, roll down into the Rosapena or not the Rosapena, sorry, the Mount Erigo, like that, you know, knowing that you have done it finally, it must be a f- fantastic sensation. Oh, it is, yeah, look, it's, uh, it's brilliant to the one I'd like, especially when I was close a few times before, you know, um, look, you need a lot, a lot of luck uh, with Donegal, like it's a very long event, like, you know, it's never over till it's over, like, you, I suppose you've even seen that with the, the international guys, like it just went all up on the air on Sunday, yeah. you know, and you'd, you'd think uh, when, I suppose, Callum Devine went out, you'd think uh, Matt Edwards just had to sort of drive to the finish, but um, you, 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 you never know what'll happen. No, that's for sure. Like, you know, and even for yourself, like a, you know, a half spin or, you know, like anything at all, a puncher, as we've seen with, you know, Alistair Fisher, it can just turn the whole thing in its head as well, too. So, as you say, you need a certain bit of luck, but in some ways, then you make your own luck, too, don't you? It's the preparation that goes in before the event all pays off towards the end. Oh, it does. Yeah, look, you have to put a a good effort into that event if you want to do well on it, like, you know. the thing with it as well, like uh, you know, it's uh, I suppose it's like like Nokala. We would have, you know, other years sort of banked on it that you're you not know, going to be able to take maybe eight or ten seconds off other guys. But like uh, you kind of have to put the effort into every stage and you know you leave it that you can uh, you, you can you know push the whole way from start to finish. Like. Yeah, and the, as well that you know we're talking about you one the other, like having your engine in the back of the car, like that as it even makes it. Even more special if it's possible. Ah, it does look. Yeah, it's nice to do it. Like you don't, I suppose you don't really think about that when you're and driving it. Uh-huh. You know, um, but uh, no, it's, it's nice to you know you know what you have and you know what you can do. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, this has become you know your two point five and your two. You know, all engines right across the range is the ones to have now. You know, whether it's class eleven, class thirteen, class fourteen, whatever. You know, they all want the the Kevin Gallagher engine. That, isn't that a fantastic uh, for you as a business? That you know, from a small business startup up, you know, and outside Rathmullen and Donegal, that's now the engine of choice. Oh, it is. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's nice to have that. And, uh, you know, the like of a lot of a lot of very good customers and and, and that. And, uh, I appreciate them all as well. Like you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just. I suppose up to Donegal, it's sort of a very busy time. Like, and, uh, like we we were just uh, crazy there for like the two months before it. Um, you know, just even the lads there working for me and that. You know, they'd be doing big big hours and that. And uh, you know, it's, it's it's tough going. Like, I like you must be doing long days and nearly most of a lot of nights too, getting all the engines done. You know, you're building engines and then you know not only that, but then you're mapping them then on top of that as well. I know. Look, it takes, takes a lot of time, and you you know you kind of have to plan out what you're doing, and um, you know, and I suppose you be you come up to like all to you do be turning away stuff that maybe you wouldn't normally in that, but you kind of just have to you, you can only do what you can do in the time you have. Like, so yeah, and like you know, you talk. I remember you saying as a Carlo or something. There was you know at least forty, if not fifty, competitors out. Uh, with an engine that you had worked on at some point, like Donegal, the numbers must have been phenomenal. It was had went through. Your uh, I'm not very really sure. I, I can't remember now. Like the car, maybe might have been somewhere around thirty or thereabouts. Right. But uh, I know Donegal there were probably close to fifty engines right. out. Like so, uh, yeah. you know, it's a it's a fair fair number, all right. And like in the workshop, how many guys have you worked with that's you know able to keep up with that demand? 
Well, there, there are four of us there all together, like so. Uh, and, uh, look, they're all they're all very good lads, like all of their own, own bit to play, like. And I suppose they've all been all been there for a good few years now, so that they know what they're what they're about and what they're doing. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you know, that is testament to you know to you then as well as you know them other three guys that you can you have full trust in them that you can go and concentrate and do your thing with the rally and they're able to, they're then to you know if there is any wee niggles over the weekend or whatever they're there to to pick them up i uh, well i suppose say like uh, for donegal we done we done like monaghan and carlo this year but like for those rallies you kind of we, we would have been watching ourselves big time because like uh, if something happen you know or you damage the car you know you, you probably wouldn't have the time to you know if you had to spend a week at it to to do it and get ready again so you you just be watching yourself that wee bit more. Uh-huh. Yeah, I it was it was all in the back of your head. You're you're saving the car for gin, you know, and these are I look, that's 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 what you're building up towards. Like, you know, you're only there to get mileage and you know, get your I suppose get the notes and get your head into the notes and stuff again. Like because uh, I suppose we before four months in there we probably weren't out since uh I think it might have been maybe the money stages and started twenty. So we kind of over over two years out of it. But, and now you have got that elusive one. Is there anything else in the pipeline now for 2022 or just pick and choose your events? Uh, no, no major plans. Look, maybe later on in the year, maybe do the harvest or something. But uh, no, no, no immediate plans anyway. Get uh, get stuck back into work really and try and get uh, get caught back up to where we should be. And, uh, that's kind of the main plan at the minute. Yeah, I should get back onto an even keel as such. Yeah. Ah, that's it. Get back to in a reasonably normal working hours. Uh, <laughs> Whatever normal is, is you. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, look, it's, it's, it's tough too on, uh, like, Michelle and have two wee ones, so, like, uh, when you're when you're working big hours, you know, it's not, not fair on them either, you know, so you can't you can't do it all the time. No, yeah, yeah, there has to be a balance somewhere along the line, doesn't there, too, as well, so. Oh, there does, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Kevin, I thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And again, you know, congratulations. I'm delighted to see, you know, I've seen the work you've done over the last few years and to see it all come together. It's fantastic to see. All right. Cheers for having me on. Thanks a lot, Kevin. No bother. Kevin, great to hear um, from Kevin Gallagher there. Uh, What do you call it? Not only is he exceptionally quick, but uh, a world-renowned engine builder as well. Um, Another what do you call it? A couple worth a mention. Um, obviously, with Martin McGee, set a phenomenal time on Atlantic Drive. And then uh, Mark Alcorn. Okay, we know Garten is his home stage, but still fourth fastest overall on the first run. And then on the second run, he took another four seconds off that time. Like, incredible. Yeah, oh, it really is. And, like, you know, the first pass over the stage, the heat was still on. You know, the, the, you know, the top guys were all still pushing like mad at that stage, you know. And then, as you say, to take a four seconds off that again in the second class, yeah. I know his name's Psycho, but <laughs> it must have been some run. You know? uh, another man has to be worth mentioning. Like anybody that knows Frank Kelly, it doesn't end the report, rally report every rally. And he mentioned Adrian Hillington, who must have hit everything that wasn't screwed down in Donegal. And like, you have to laugh. But, uh, you know, they, the, the guy, they had to put the car on the, the jig to straighten it on Friday night. Went it again Saturday, had it again. I think he had it again Sunday. But still, you know, you know, it didn't seem to bother him. Everywhere you see him, he was flat out, big slides, big speed. You know, you have to take your hats off to guys like Adrian, who never gives up. 
Oh, no, absolutely. At no point did I see Adrian backing off anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in his recovery at all, I don't think. No, you know? definitely not. <laughs> but without further ado, we'll cut across now to Brian Brady, the star of Class 13. Brian, uh, I suppose you started out your career only a few short years ago. Uh, you know, you've been started out in the 106, something in Integra and Suffolk. So you want to just give us a sort of brief outline of your career to date? Yeah, um, I suppose it's nearly it's nine years at this stage when I started out. Um, the juniors done the all international was supposed to be my first rally, but we kind of run into trouble uh, the day before with the car, so we had to pull our entry. And uh, after that, um, I kind of sold that car and I went into the 106. Then I think 2019 Bolton Glass maybe was my first rally. So uh, yeah, I suppose it came on a lot since then. Uh, Basically, it was a cage in that car, and that was about the height of it. Um, yeah, we I think I had that car for maybe two years, and then I went on to the Integra. And uh, sure, a lot of people recognised me from Integra back in them days, too. Yes. Because uh, it was a discreet-looking car, to be fair to us. And uh, I think we made an attempt at the National Championship that year. But like Manny's, it takes a few years to, to be on the pace there. And... I think 2017, then we made our proper attack the Junior Championship uh, in a Civic, it was an mm-hmm. EK Civic, and uh, I think we won it that year, so we, were, we had a good battle with um, Johnny Trainer, late Johnny Trainer, and Michael mm-hmm. Boyle, so there was three of us there in contention for the last round, and we were lucky that we, we came out to the right side of that. Um, championships are a long road, so. Yes. Um, then I think it was kind of a career break then again for a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, 2019, uh, I was building that uh, corn car I have during 2018. And 2019, uh, there was a new junior series brought out by Morrisville Ireland, uh, the Dual Circle Championship. So uh, the modifications we had done with the car for that car for 2019, we kind of demodified it again to suit them regs. Right. And we, we made an attack at that championship in 19 then. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, won it. That was our first time on gravel, and I tell you, it's it's a great it's a great experience. Um, car forestry will be coming up now. I don't know, is it two months time or something. Man? Yes. Uh, it's definitely the pick of the bunch anyway. So the stages down there were fast. It was a two day rally as well. So mm-hmm. um, it was on the the second day that we won the championship below. So I think we had around the spare. So yeah. Um, yeah, and then from that we kind of it was. A decent enough prize given to us from that championship, part of Billy Coleman Award. And um, we went and purchased the Fiesta Rally 4 car, I think maybe four days before COVID hit in Ireland. <laughs> well, I, was on, I was on the road down to Cork uh, to do West Cork Rally on that Thursday. And yes. sure, we got, we got word that it was going to be cancelled. And then, mm-hmm. then we had the old pandemic after that. So yes. um, basically, that fiesta I had sat in the shed then for a year and um we went for uh, the British Championship last year. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair now the the pace that's that's over there like you had um William Creighton sure you can see where he is now. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were well, like we were going to train to compete against them and mm-hmm. uh, we were there thereabouts, like you know, there was there could have been ten, ten in that class of ours and we were within within the top three the majority mm-hmm. of times, but just with bad luck and everything, we kind of decided that we'd 
we'd pull pin early on the championship because it wasn't just going to 100% plan. Yeah. And um, sure, the Civic had been always there as well. And they kind of had put the two litre into the Civic at the end of the junior championship in 19. We'd done fastness and we'd done only got harvest with it. So uh-huh. it was a good warm up. Um, and then my ambition this year was Donegal International. Yeah. So it's kind of, I was going to keep the mileage down in the car as best as I could because obviously you want to keep the car as fresh as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three hectic days and it was hectic. So it's, uh, and like, you know, going down the Class 13 route in the Civic, you know, it's always, we always kind of think of Class 13 as like rear wheel drive, your Mark IIs or your Starlets. Like a fairly brave decision to go down the route of a, a Civic in that class as well. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Like, from even from uh, the 11S Civic, like, we were always competitive in it and we would have been there, thereabouts with with class 13 cars then. So, uh, Keith McMullen in Cork, sure, he's just, he's mad. He just wants to try everything new and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, we kind of, we had established that the gearbox, we were three more gearbox in the car and it, the reliability and it was, was super. So, that was one issue that you're kind of afraid of going mm-hmm. bigger power that it, it break and kind of and we knew that was okay and we kind of our shafts is the next thing and we think we have them sorted now as well yeah. so putting the power into the car shouldn't be an issue like so um mm-hmm. but in saying that now you coming on to the Sunday stages in Donegal which I think we had whatever 30 seconds of a lead at one point um kind of listen to every rattle in the car just you don't know what was happening because we did run into trouble even on uh, the first stage Sunday morning we came across a jump and uh, it broke a wire a live wire basically coming from the alternator and the car stopped to charge and it started missing and this is mid-stage and all of a sudden it cleared out but the minute we got to the end of the stage um, this year you caught but just lucky we could fix it alongside the road we knew what we We'd know, like, knowing the car yourself. Is a You'd built it yourself. You knew every nut and bolt on it, basically, at this stage. So, um, no, but sure, nobody can take from the, from the Civic now. Like, it's, it has won Donegal International. And, like, the pace up there, even with the Class 14 lads, I think the pace that has come on since the since COVID has egg, exited in Ireland, yeah. like, it, 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 the Class 14 lads are in a different league altogether again. So... <sighs> Because we would have been hoping to be close to like in Fastnet and um, in Donegal Harvest back in 19. Like we were there, thereabouts with them. But since uh, even in Monaghan, like they're, they're just they're after up. They're, they're, they're a different league at the moment altogether, aren't they? Yeah, yeah but sure, it's a different class and that's it. Like, you know, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And like even, you know, looking at the overall results, you were in mixing it in up with our, our five Fiestas and Rally 2 Fiestas and things as well, you know, and the overall, like, you know, I, like in, never in your wildest dreams that uh, on Friday morning did you ever think you'd be mixing up with them guys, you know, too, at the same time. So Yeah, exactly. No, because we started out Friday, like we, we were whatever back in mid eighties on our seated list and mm-hmm. kind of a few cars in front of us let us by at the beginning of stage one because they must have been fearful, but I didn't think like because there were local lads as well, and I was like, we just stay where we are, and I was happy to say where I was. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did catch a car on stage one. So he kind of uh, we lost maybe five seconds max. That was the only issue we had catching cars. And um, sure, Saturday then we were all seated back to where our results was. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I couldn't get over. Like, sure, the likes of 
Barry Mead was unlucky there on, on Sunday. He broke down like he was second to us. And, you know, Johnny Jordan, another man that, that has been a Donegal for many times, and yeah. uh, he broke down Friday. Like, so mm-hmm. it's just hard to, if everybody had got a clean run, where whatever it had been, but, um, no, we would have still been there, thereabouts. Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah, you, you know, you're up there battling right from the start. You know, you you can't take that. You know, you you know, you didn't inherit the one. You you took. You know, you're in the lead Friday. I think from stage four or five, you got into the lead, and it, yeah. it's probably more difficult to maintain the lead almost than to be you know charging back up through the field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I I don't even know. I just. I was getting into the car and I was putting the helmet on and I was getting to the end of the stage as quick as I could. I wasn't even looking at times in a way. But we, we had an issue then. It kind of worried us a small bit um, with the short services at the weekend. It was The car was just was a lot of work to, for the lads in service to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, on stage six, the last stage, Friday evening, we kind of noticed that there was a thumping in the car when we were going down the gearbox and we kind of figured the back engine mount had broke. And one thing and another, with other jobs, we didn't get doing it Friday night in service. And it was a Saturday morning job. And um, we didn't get it fixed anyway. So we had to go out and mine the car. And sure, we lost, I think we could have lost maybe 25 seconds right, or Saturday morning uh-huh. due to that issue. So I think there was only five seconds coming out of that service again. But we pushed on then again, I think. And, mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Every stage, four or five seconds, all add up at the end of the day. Like. That's for sure. And like you know, that pays testament to the guys you have back in you know in the service area for you that you knew once they had the time to be able to do that job to let you get on with your job. Yeah, exactly. Now, in saying that, there was a few passerbys that came in <laughs> to, to give us a hand. They could see. <laughs> yes. Because even uh, you, they a lot of you have probably seen when they thought I, I hit the car, but I had the front bumper off the car at one stage on on Friday, and that was pure down to not having the time to put it back on coming right. out of service. So, yes, um, we got that back on then the next service again. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just it was all very tight going. I wouldn't be a man to get stressed now, but it was it was uh, <laughs> certainly worried. That's inside the one stage. So. <laughs> But you know, like, you know, you talk about other men jumping in. That's the one great thing we always keep saying in this podcast about Irish rallying is the way that you know other guys beside you know the other service guys will all pull in. And do, you know, it doesn't matter what happens on the stages; that's on the stages. But in the service area, everybody pulls together to make sure that that man gets out. You know, and your guys will probably do it somewhere down the line for somebody else as well. Exactly, exactly. Sure, I think uh, was it Ali Fisher? He got the puncture, and everybody was changing the wheel for him yeah. there inside it's a yeah. small it's a small sport Aye. and uh, everybody in it is, has all mm. the same and I think Christopher O'Callaghan too had issues and I think it was Saturday and you know yeah. the amount of guys were going around fixing him as well too you know yeah. so. we had his car on basically on its side at the start of knockout at one stage uh, mm-hmm. it was after something like that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, it's all, all good Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, then, you know, you talked about Sunday morning. Like, that last day's Atlantic Drive then on the, the Sunday evening, you must have been hearing every knock and rattle and bang that was going through the car. Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, because we came out of last service and I think we had 20-something seconds on Barry Mead and he broke down on that um, garden stage then. So mm-hmm. that left us with a minute coming on to High Glen and Atlantic Drive. So, um. One stage I, I wouldn't like to have me push on was High Glen because I don't know I don't know if it was just that I wasn't concentrating enough, but uh, 
found it very hard to get into it now because just I wanted to get it to finish at that stage. Yes. And um, Atlantic Drive, that was another, it was a tricky stage to catch out. And sure, the scene, Matt Edwards, mm-hmm. that corner, like, it, it knows well how, how it happened. Like, it, it tightened and it double tightened. Like, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, it, you, you have to listen. Like, your notes are crucial. And I suppose for being our first time in Donegal, I think, to be fair, we made good enough notes to be able to commit to what we were doing. So. Yes. Because we, you know, they always hear drivers saying about Donegal, it's not, it's very difficult to go there the first time and be competitive, because yeah. you know there's a guy that's been doing it, you know, six, seven, eight times. So to go there and have a good set of notes and drive to them, it's it's vital. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is. Donny, I think we we had one close one, uh, on fan at one stage, and that was purely down to distraction because of the back mounting the car. We were kind of clutching down the gearbox and just trying to be gentle on it and just it was pure distraction that we went up mm-hmm. on the bank. Um and then on, on the note side of things, we done it the two times around Nakala. Uh there was a kind of at the end of the main part, the main road, uh, we were coming across the crest and whatever line I was taking, I was always ending up in the ditch on the left hand side. I don't know why or what made me do that, but Happened the two times anyway, so that's that's a note we have to tweak if we're going to go again next year. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have that mark for next year, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like Brian, now you can call yourself a Donegal Rally Class Winner. Like um, I would say, that's something you you know big delighted to have on your CV. Where do you see yourself going now? Is nothing planned for the rest of the year, or just pick and choose your events as you go? Yeah, I'll just pick and choose. Um, I might try maybe car forestry with, with car and see how it happens, but yeah. I'd love to do Baltic Glass. I think that's end of September. Yeah. And after that, I have no, I have no real plans. Um, we'll see then. I, I, I don't know what, what I'm going to do, to be honest. Yeah. I'd, love, uh, I'd love to go every weekend, don't get me wrong. Of course. Uh, <laughs> especially the buzz after last weekend, I was itching there again to go this again. Like, but, yes. uh, mm-hmm. It's a draining out week, like between Recky and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then a rally Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. it I thought, like yeah, on Monday you still be way up, you're still on that heightened level, but then yeah. as the week goes <laughs> on, you get further and further down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it, it takes a while, it takes a while to come come off that now, so it will. Yeah, and um, definitely, no, it can't be bad. Like to uh, so say, I won a junior championship. Uh, as a national junior champion as a driver and I won the international junior championship as a navigator and to win the dual surfer championship as a driver as well and now a class 13 win in Donegal like sure if I had to say that nine years ago I would yes. have been yes uh, you'd have took it with both hands and run with it wouldn't you <laughs> that is for sure always great to catch up with Brian there you know um, such a lovely young chap uh, I also caught up with the Rally 4 contenders, uh, Ryan Codwell and Max McRae, to hear their stories from last weekend as well. So, Ryan, um, you've been a drifter for a few years there, uh, always interested in rally, and I suppose well, from the family, you had no other option, but um, the quarry sprint uh, run by Oma Motor Club last year was uh, the first rally. Um, was, it, uh, was it good to get behind the wheel of a rally car eventually? I know well, my father used to rally and I always wanted to rally and then they wouldn't let me so but I eventually got eventually got the rally car and then 
I done actually done the sprint here, and uh, Derek Job gave me a lane of the car for the sprint that was in our quarry. You know, mm-hmm. we actually we actually gone pretty good in it. We, we won our class, so that started us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the bug bit then there was no turning back. <laughs> no, no turning back. So Aiden, we got Aiden convinced to buy a Noble Adam or two car. Uh-huh. And then I started from there. <laughs> yeah, I and like you know the success started to come quite you know quite soon, and you know in the Opal Adam as you talked about there, and then for twenty twenty two, yes, decided to go down the the route of the the Irish Termite Championship, and it's going really, it's going really well for you so far, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's much better. It's just it's brilliant. The man's with us We're uh, we're really enjoying it so far. But the Bushwhacker was our first rally in the Opal. It was the first time ever doing notes. So I didn't even know notes at that time. But <laughs> we've come on to them pretty quick, so it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, you, you, you've been so lucky having somebody like Grace O'Brien sitting beside you, who's very experienced, but also very level-headed. You know, she'd be very good at say, keeping you right. I uh, know Grace is very good in the notes now. Hey, she keeps me right. Keeps me mm-hmm. right every rally. Paggy McCarney sat with me there in the Maiden City rally. Grace couldn't come, so she couldn't, but Oh, we got on well too, so definitely. We won our class there as well. Brilliant, brilliant. And like, you know, coming from a drifting background, like having somebody then in your ear telling you what to do, it must take a wee bit of getting used to. That that take a wee bit of getting used to, hey, but no, it, it, uh, it came very well, so it did, so now we're happy enough now. Yeah, so I, don't get me wrong, I like the drifting, I, I love the drifting, but it's just the seat time and the rallying, is, it's something else. Like, you're always, no, you're always doing rallying is where the drifting you're in and out and in and out, you know what I mean? Yes. You're 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 running away last maybe a minute and a minute an hour minute and then as with the rally and it's always it's all seat time like absolutely absolutely so it is. Yeah. And then you know, like as I say, you, you went down the route of the Termite Championship this year. Like you know, a massive step going to rallies like Galway, West Cork, the circuit and you know, the household names when it comes to rallying. And you've took to it like a duck to water. I know we started off in Galway, hey, and we we won the class in Galway, so we had to keep going. <laughs> so we, we actually done a lot of rallying at the start of the year to get a bit of seat time in the car, but we've, mm-hmm. we're just going to focus on Irish tarmac and Irish forest now the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and like you know, uh, you know, Circuit Ireland, West Cork, Killarney as well, and the mix there. But you know, uh, uh, you're a throne man yourself, so Donegal is pretty much a home rally for you. That must have been special getting the opportunity to compete in Donegal at the weekend. I, I remember watching Donegal back in 2010 and 12 and always wanted to do Donegal, but I eventually got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that but, must have been pretty special, you know, say the likes of Nogal, a fanned Atlantic drive, sitting in the start line of those stages that you had, you know, you talked about growing up going to watch. Yeah, I grew up watching my father doing them rallies for it and mm-hmm. always wanted to do Donegal and always says I would do Donegal and my mother was never ever she never ever uh, agreed to it, but now we got her convinced anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. And like um so, you, you got second in the class there at the weekend, um, behind Jason Dixon. The, the, the championship um you've you've a healthy lead there, I think, at the moment, haven't you? I know we have a good lead there now. So we have uh, Jason he was going very hard the weekend. We couldn't match his pace with now. Well we matched it in a couple of stages, but he just he won the class. I fair played him. He's a good run now, definitely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And like, that was your first three day rally. How did you find that? Uh, first three day rally, I was ready to go to sleep on the Saturday evening. <laughs> <from> the gas. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, that, it was a tough rally, now, definitely. Uh-huh. It was a tough rally to get to the end. Yeah. So it was, and then, I suppose, I enjoyed every moment of it. I. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and like I suppose the next thing you're looking at then will be I suppose Cork. Aye, Cork, man. Uh-huh. Uh, well, uh, I think I think there's an, there's a forest around there too, is there? There is. The you're right. Sorry, the Moonraker is coming up then uh, the next few weeks yeah. as well too. Mm-hmm. I well, we're actually we're actually thinking about doing it and then do Cork Twenty, you know. Absolutely, yeah, very good. Oh, and I forgot to mention, T, you had a run out in the our the family R five earlier in the year. There, what did you make of that experience? Ah, uh, what an experience! Hey, you wouldn't want to get back into the R four, but now uh, I'll stick I'll stick with R four for another year. Yeah, it's two biggest steps with us. But like, you have to take great heart from you see the likes of uh, Eamon Kelly, Michael Boyle. You know who learned the craft and you know the the front wheel drive car to make the step. So you know if you if you show the pace in the the rally four car, it seems to be the the, the logical step really almost from it. I actually think an R five would be it would be easier to drive you know, but I think if you were and your if you're full speed in the R four, it would it would help then going to an R five. You know, mm-hmm. but Damon Kelly, they're absolutely smashing it in that R five car. Like this, where me I had to start learning notes again because it was notes is a lot faster. You know. Okay, yes. It was just a bit of a bigger step, but no, I enjoyed it too, so it is. I actually came on to the car in the last stage, so it was ready to go home. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready to start at that point? <laughs> I was ready to start, and everybody else was ready to go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you never know if you're if you're good, you might get another wee run out of it before the end of the uh, If we're good, we're hard enough to make another run out. <laughs> <laughs> Max, uh, we spoke before Donegal, and we just thought we'd have a quick catch-up with you afterwards. What was your Donegal experience like? Uh, it's definitely everything it lives well it's everything I've been told about and everything I was hoping it would be if not more um, but yeah it was a um, very tricky rally and um, definitely the trickiest I've done and I've, I've definitely learned more than I ever have um, from other rallies I've, uh, I've done in my career so far not that it's been big but um, so far I've definitely learned a lot from the Donegal rally um, especially in terms of writing notes and and committing to the notes on such tricky stages and they're just completely different to what I've ever driven. So in that sense, it was definitely, I've definitely learned a lot um, over the whole weekend. Excellent, excellent. And like, you know, we, you know, we think of Donegal and we think of the classics, like Nogal, Atlantic Dray, Farnham, and them, that, you know, like the, we know that them, the reputation of those stages, you know, go beyond Ireland. Did they live up to your expectations? They definitely did. Um, I just—it was definitely a shock when I saw the amount of people standing on Nokala. Um, yeah, and that was pretty special. So to be kind of as close as you can get to the crowds in a world rally event, if not more, um, more people, um, is pretty cool. And just to see all the people, I saw a couple of Scottish flags there, so that was pretty special. Um, and yeah, Atlantic Drive—that's a—that's a pretty intense stage. You have to be. There's no definitely no relaxing, even though it's the last stage of the rally. Um, it's definitely one of the the trickiest stages of the Saturday Sunday. Um, yeah, all the stages were were amazing, and I can't complain with any of them. They were just had a great time and got into a rhythm, and it was just all, all around. It was just a good weekend. Excellent, excellent. And you know, like we've seen from the social media side of things, you built up a strong uh, friendship there with Eamon Kelly and John Milholland. You know, two great lads. Uh, I'm sure they helped look helped you. Uh, bed into Donegal as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, Donna Kelly um, is Eamon's dad, and he he helped us out with getting it's actually Eamon's car um, on tarmac tr- uh, trim. So it's it was awesome. I can't thank them enough for for letting us use the car over the weekend. And yeah, we definitely formed a good friendship over the the three days that we were there in 
apart from the the recce days, obviously. But um, over the rally days, we definitely formed a good friendship, and by the end of it, we were I was uh, like to call them good friends of mine in the in the rallying world. Um, but yeah, they're both great young guys and great young drivers, and I'm looking forward to going against them properly in um, Nicky Griston in two weeks. Excellent, excellent. And then you know, like meeting Ari Vatnan, who was over there over the weekend as well. Like I know for me personally, like it was a like a boyhood dream. Like for yourself, like a name synonymous with rallying, you know, with your uncle Colin, even with your dad and your grandfather. Like Ari Vatnan is he goes beyond rallying. He's a superstar in his own right, isn't he? Yeah, he was definitely a superstar. Um, when he's rallying, he's even a superstar now. Um, and yeah, it's cool because you don't meet many many drivers now that were in the Group B era um, and just had that little bit of a screw loose to drive those cars, how, the, how they were driven. Um, <laughs> so it was really cool to meet him. And he's, a, he's an awesome guy. He was um, really nice to, to everyone he saw. And he had a little bit of a joke around with me telling me there wasn't enough damage on the car after the rally, um, which is quite quite difficult. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty surreal to be to be talking to him and shaking his hand. So I'm definitely grateful grateful for that. And then you know like, you, you know we have to mention your dad and your grandfather. You know we all know the respect that Jimmy's held in, in Ireland, but like for for you to see that from a personal point of view must have been very special then too. Yeah, it was quite eye-opening to see the amount of people that um, are still there for the family. And um, and Jimmy and my dad, Alistair, um, he's, Jimmy is, my grandpa's, is a, he was a superstar over the weekend. He had more people coming up to him than a lot of people at the rally, I'd say. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool to see. It's pretty special to see. It um, definitely puts a smile on my face as well as as well as his face. Uh, probably a bigger smile than mine. He loves seeing all the fans and, and interacting and getting photos and yeah he, he loves all of that stuff so it definitely put a smile on all of our faces to see that yeah because uh, going over towards the the finish room i heard that the mall chanting his name as he was walking down the road <laughs> where else did yeah. you get it <laughs> oh he's a superstar <laughs> and then you know this weekend past you were in goodwood a completely different experience for you but like that must be like for a petrol head it must be heaven yeah, it was pretty special to be there. It was bit, again, it was very surreal to be to be standing and let alone driving at Goodwood Festival of Speed because I've always grown up watching the video compilations of the cars going up the hills and of the rally stage and all that. So it was pretty cool to be there and um, and actually witness the amount of crowds and and cars, special cars that are there at the weekend. And I was on the on the rally stage the whole weekend. Mm-hmm in my uncle's ex-legacy and ex-focused WRC car. So that was just something else on its own. That didn't feel real. Um, that was a bit of a dream come true. Um, so I can't thank Steve Rimmer from Dirtfish enough and Ian Gwynn from BGM Sport enough for that. And also got the opportunity to drive the Audi Quattro up the hill, which is even more of a dream come true. Don't even, it's hard to like even think about Um what I got to drive up the hill. Um, so, yeah, I just can't thank them enough. Yeah. Like, you know, like probably your generation, like that's almost like PlayStation-esque, you know, with the chance to drive them cars, like, and to actually sit in them, to sense them, to smell them, to almost taste them, it must be magic. It is. It's it's a dream come true to even sit in the car or see it in person. You don't even 
you never see those cars um, really ever now because um, they're all in museums or not many people have them. So it was actually a dream come true to sit in it, let alone drive up the the Goodwood Hill climb. And um, unfortunately, got I had to stop halfway due to a red flag, but um, that's it was still a pleasure to drive and it's it hasn't really sunk in that I actually drove that that car up the hill. Well, Max, I know you've got a busy schedule ahead of you. You have the McRae stages and Nicky Grist coming up now in the next few weeks. So the best of looks, and thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Lovely catching up with Max McRae there, you know. Uh, really loved on a go by the sound of that. And then, you know, Goodwood, like, it has to be on the to-do list. And, you know, to have the opportunity to drive these Uncle Tom's focus and then the other quattro. Like, I know for me, it would be boyhood dream stuff. I think, yeah, still only a boy. <laughs> he is, like, 18 years of age and only just turned 18, you know, when, it, when he came to Donegal. Um, like, to be given that responsibility as well of driving those iconic cars, mm-hmm. uh, just incredible. And, and it must have, re- you know, from a, an emotional family point of view for him to get to drive Colin's focus. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you can only imagine what it meant to him. Absolutely, absolutely. And like how mature ahead must they have in that, you know, those young shoulders to be, you know, given that opportunity and to take it and not do something silly as well, too, which is, you know, that is huge. And he come to Donegal and drove for three days, didn't put Mark in the car hardly. You know, that, that's a young guy that's definitely going places. Absolutely. And I genuinely, I, I think his drive in Donegal was phenomenal to mm-hmm. come here with all the media attention that he got, you know, the fact that his his grandfather, Jimmy, was there, previous winner of the event. And as you say, not a scratch, not a mark on that car. Like, there wasn't even a story that came out of Donegal of him having, you know, a mishap anywhere or an overshoot or a spin. Like, he really did have a solid, clean drive. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, this podcast, we're all about, you know, the positivity and, the, you know, the good stories that come out of Raleigh. And, like, I think Donegal had... You know, them and bucket loads, you know, we've seen the photos of, of Alistair Fisher that, you know, the guys changed in the wheel for him, you know, trying to get his brakes fixed before he started Atlantic Drive. Uh, Chris Callahan, the car up on the side and, you know, four or five boys working on it, trying to get him onto the stage. But like one story, I think, um, Kevin McLaughlin, if you looked at it in paper, he had a straightforward run to class 11F, but, you know, it was nothing but that. But I think it's better if Kevin tells you the story himself. So, Kevin, we're looking at the results there from Donegal, uh, Class 11F. It looked comfortable. You won by over two and a half minutes at the finish up. But it probably wasn't as straightforward as what it looks. <laughs> no, it wasn't really. No, the boys been on a brave effort now for the week. And the actual three days of the rally, the gearbox has been out of the car three times over the weekend. Uh-huh. Um, two, cl- two clutches and a gearbox on Sunday morning. Um, 25 miles at the end of the chase, the box was just class. Uh-huh. So, um, yes. um, but uh, it's, it was a push the way to the end, you know. Uh, and and before the rally started, you you had how you could put it very mainly drama. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lot lot of drama. We had um, bit of a tumble, all right. Um, quick test on Sunday before the rally. Went to put new pads in the car. Took her up fourth fifth run. Took another follow run and. Lost it on a bit of a bump in the fourth gear and just it just kind of end over end kind of job just. Uh-huh. And like at, at that but stage, um, you think the rally's over? You know, have to pull your rent, Ray. You know, I, I, you've been building up the whole year for this and then gone. 
Yeah, I got out of the car and I thought, um, is it bad? I wonder, is it that bad? And uh-huh. I kind of walked around and walked around and the boys got towed off the road and we um, got got that shuttle in and, and took it to my cousin. She had lames and uh-huh. we started dissecting the car then from there. Just the, the team of lads came through. It was unbelievable. Uh-huh. They were coming out of everywhere. And uh, oh, what all did you have to do to the car to, to get um, it the The back of the car was badly damaged, more so than the front. Um, one quarter panel. Uh-huh. Um, the roof could have fixed, but we had to take it off to get the quarter panel off. So I had a roof and I just changed the roof. We actually never broke the one screen or anything. It was strange and the doors were okay and the headlights were okay, the bonnet. It was, I think she went to school that hard. She just kept going over herself and, and landed on the back all the time, you know? Right, yes. But uh, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a big off. Like uh-huh. yeah. the, um, the actual broke the engine block as well. Gee, right, and that had to, nice had to get uh, an engine from somewhere there in the middle of all this as well. Aye, right? so um, I didn't actually know the engine was broke till I got the engine out. I took the engine out of her because it was lying down, so I thought it was threads pulled in the block, but it was actually broke. Right. So uh, the boys pulled the engine out that night, and I rung Kieran at work for Egg, Kevin Yaller, and he landed, and he says, no, the block's kind of banjack. So Liam had a block there, so we pulled that out. They struck the block that night. Um, Kieran took it away the next day, got a board. Um, the engine was actually back in the garage within 23 hours, ready to drop back in again, fully built. Hmm. There was some and, turnaround. And, and, you know, that's a testament to, you know, Egg and all the guys there and even Aye, just, Kieran. And then, yeah, and I think they kind of leave, leave that week for trouble, but I don't think they think <laughs> that kind of trouble, like trouble. That, you know, there's a lot to do. <laughs> Um, but it was the, car, the engine was ready to drop back in, and between the car on Tuesday, then was quarter panel was on her, uh, roof was on, something that had to be welded. So with engine back in her on Tuesday night, um, uh, we got her up and running. She was back on her feet again, and we took her down then to the paint shop, following the airman there, Ray and McDade, and the boys started filling at her right away. The panels have been painted by this stage. Um, so the next morning she was dry and primer. I lifted the car back, took it back to the shed, um, done the full alignment, changed all the arms, had it sitting pointing straight again. Yes. So that evening, half five, back down for paint. Um, the boys started painting at about quarter past nine that evening, and I lifted the car at eleven o'clock, back to the shed again with it. Um, from there, we put her together that night. Thir- it was Wednesday night. Uh-huh. And Thursday morning, Kieran came, Kieran Swinney, and put the one screen on, the two back windows, and the rear window. And it was straight for stickers then, straight into the shuttle and, and over to Paddy Sainz and Dunno for for stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, you know, before we started recording here, you said everybody you left the phone to, yep, what can we do? Like, that's a testament to rally people, isn't it, when they do the like that? Nobody said no. Everybody was, what can I do? What, what can I do now? Right, that's perfect. I'll do that. It was just class. Uh-huh. You know, um, everything. Just down even to Ryan for painting the car. He came up, I'll, we'll get it sorted. He says, I'll sort the boys for pulling the back of it and get it all squared up when they just landed it. Yeah. It was just done. I could, class. Like, you know, if you were going in there with your road car, the likes of something like that, you know, even you know, to change the, the quarter path, that would be like a week's work. 
and they're nah, just were you know doing all this within an evening or whatever you know it's it's the, the, the Sunday night the Sunday night it happened we landed to the shed and lame had a donor car there pulled the car into the shed so the boys started dissecting all the panels off that but I needed to tell them where to be cutting it where we're going to join it they had all the panels off then Jim was away that night and um, my own car was nearly all pulled out um from there then the next day then I had the, the actual panel beaters there then just to kind of finish touch and lining everything and once they had it all lined then it was a matter of just getting it all welded up so welded it all myself um potentially on myself because the rest of the boys were back to work and lame was wrecking and it's coming going on my own there mm-hmm. and Philip Wasson was there for a couple of days there giving me a hand and just unbelievable and at any point did you ever think it's never going to happen, or did you just have belief that you had to make it happen? I seen the progress in Sunday night, and I thought, "If engines back tomorrow, we're we'll make it happen." But um, mm. the more then that the the story got out that we had a wreck, um, people were saying that the car was worse than it actually was. Okay, and that gave me a wee bit of edge to keep going keep to get rolling. the car finished. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, turned up to scrutiny as on Thursday evening, just as normal normal would after work. Yeah. And put her through, and just I think more people were shocked that it actually, she was actually there. Like, yes, uh-huh. and like it must have been a huge relief for them to finally get to scrutineer, you know. And then, you know, Friday morning, you have to start a rally after all this, you know. Start a rally. <laughs> yeah, I, um, but even with them um, on the way back from stickers, I took the car back out to where we had the accident to to get it a, another, another go to see how it was going to go because uh-huh. that's when I know the car at its best up there. So I thought. I have to go back, like you have to get up back and down on the horse this, almost as such, uh, you? Yep. Uh-huh. I think I think that's what helped us the most. We got we weren't that long out of the car, we we're back mm-hmm. in again mm-hmm. and uh, back at it again. And I was super car, I thought she just as it was, um, loaded up my scrutiny. The next morning started, but through the first stage, the big jumps now were, were getting my ribs a lot, like it was uh-huh. a lot to take in. I was a bit sore, mm-hmm. and like. But that's you know that's only natural I suppose. But like to to be st- step back and and go so fast so quickly like you're either fastest or second fastest in every stage over the whole weekend. Yeah. Like that's yeah. you know that takes commitment, bravery, maybe even a slight wee touch of madness. <laughs> a wee bit of everything in there mixed in with another thing. But um, no, definitely was, I couldn't believe I was leading after the first the first stage. You know, I thought Jesus, we can. If I can chip away now for the first day, I'll get over the first day and then we can pick it up then, you know, as we go along. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be the best way to do it. Um, now we had a few moments now, even on the second stage, and it was, it was, I thought the whole thing was over again, you know. Uh-huh. Um, the boys the boys will never rebuild it in the night, you know. But uh, <laughs> we got there, um, uh, first day over, um, no, the first three stages on the way back to service, um, fella broke down, so I told him back and the traffic was at a Mad and Little Kenny going on through traffic. I burned a clutch out of the car, right. towing him on. So box out, um, couldn't get a clutch nowhere. And lame with a clutch coming up the road again, and no flip wheel then. So Cal Brown landed then, and he buffed the press bit to allow everything to clamp a bit tighter. And he, he machined it, when well, I machined it, he grinded it down and mm-hmm. bolted back in, got us through the next two stages. It was going cancelled. So we got through them back in that evening, and we had another service. So we had a clutch sitting there then, ready to go. The boys gearbox out again, clutching, and um, we started Saturday. Saturday was okay. Got through the day there with a misfire as well, 
And Sunday morning or Saturday evening, and the box started making a noise. So back to Liam again. Liam had a box, got the box sitting there for Sunday morning. Um, 25 months, the boys had the, the box changed, ready to rock. The um, Once they had that done, they, they went back to change another gearbox in a Honda, so they actually two done on the Sunday. <laughs> but, um, unbelievable work. Because like. um, I was asking Aidan, what time are we out now? Like I was getting them for carriage. So we had another 12 months left, and I was thinking, jeez. <laughs> they do that quick that they change that gearbox, really? Like, it was unbelievable. Uh-huh. And again, you know, we have to keep going back to the analogy. You know, you take a car and to get a clutch changed. It's a day, a day, a day, day and a half. You know, for them yeah. guys to do that in twenty-five minutes, it's like it's it's such an effort and such. You know, it's obviously great teamwork in their part, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely class. And um, to even do the gearbox at home, like you, you're or a clutch or anything, even in that car on the left. You're chatting two hours. No, you're not stressing, but it's two hours. Like uh-huh. yeah. twenty-five months is just on the Amazing. on the ground too, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the wet and everything. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but every one of them just pulled out every time. Like um, Liam actually went out in the first stage, and when I came on then to put the clutch in, he was first under the car. Like it was absolutely class. Just uh-huh. good sportsmanship, you know. Absolutely. Very good. You know, so like I suppose, you know. It's vital that you pay tribute to them guys now because you know without them you'd have been sitting with a car in the garage you probably didn't even want to look at. But now you have a car that won the the class in the Donegal Rally 2022. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing turnaround for for that short space. Everybody just clicked together, but um, oh, there's too many people to thank. You know, mm-hmm. um, even even people offering me cars. Texting anything you need lifted, I'm passing here. No, if you need me running, I'm off today. And right. Jesus, people you wouldn't even actually be that friendly with, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. But um, it's, it's all rally people. Like that's it. You so know, like, there's often like four, four or five cars there. Like Jesus, that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's class. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, if I took that car, still to fix my own. It's now I have my own fixed and. You know, rather than everything, you know, I think Absolutely. it worked out all right, fix it. Uh, you know, we always, you know, with this podcast, we always sort of try to, you know, the positive side of rallying, you know, that we, you know, we've seen photos of uh, Alistair Fisher, somebody else changing the wheel in his car, you know, we yeah. hear the stories about Christopher Callaghan, you know, the guys changing, you know, yeah. fixing his car between stages. Like this whole rallying community, it's such a strong, Friendship, you know, the times on the stage is absolutely, you know, you take some boy's hand off for five seconds or whatever, but between exactly. the stages and build up to everybody's, events, it's, it's so special. Everybody's, everybody's so so friendly and, and even big friends. Like they just compete, keep against the clock, and that's 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 all to it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if anybody needs anything, it's there. Like you know, um, yeah. and between times, I don't, I don't mind even if somebody has a bit of bother. Run back, give them a hand, get on. What if we can give them an angle, we'll give it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. never a problem, you know, because you know you get it back you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, you know, we'll wrap up Donegal. Like, what's any thoughts now for the rest of the year? I mean, your, the thought process you'd like to do? I would like to do another two rallies this year, but um, I have a few balls to square up yet. Um, <laughs> probably go for the harvest, definitely. It's, it's the next town over um, this year, so it would probably be local stages as well. Uh-huh. So I'll probably give that, probably that a go away. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
get back in the Honda again. So yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin, thank you very much for taking the time. What a brilliant story! You know, it's it's brilliant to be able to relive that story and pay tribute to the guys that's involved. It's just um, there's as I say, all the boys that helped um, everybody. There's even boys up at Axons there, and and they they had you know, but I'm testing cars, and they all landed out, and even um, even down to Liam's way there out making tea for us, you know, two in the morning. It was five o'clock in the morning, the first evening. You know, I get about twenty hours sleep all week. Mm. You know, it's it's a testament to them, not me really. Mm-hmm. You know, like what a phenomenal story there from Kevin. You know. Like you talked that you know off air, but at one stage there was twenty five guys in the the garage working at different things in the car, and it's just true rallying spirit there, you know. And he also wanted to pay tribute to his wife Natasha, who you know she just let him at it, let him concentrate and get the car sorted. Like you know, it takes a special woman to allow him to do that as well, and let him get get the car sorted and get go rallying, you know, too. So special tribute there to Natasha as well. Um, you know, that's that's the kind of stories we need to be celebrating. I know, you know, they just sum up the rallying community, particularly in Ireland. People do pull together. You know, you hear stories of spare parts being lent on rallies or, you know, as we had the example of Alistair Fisher, where they, they were bleeding his brakes and changing the, the, the wheels to get him ready to go. And, you know, these are people who are competing against each other 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. There's that camaraderie and that spirit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, you know, we have to applaud that then. And then, you know, finally then we caught up with Tommy O'Connell in the historics. And like, Tommy, you know, you'll hear it in this interview, how much this really meant to not only him, but his father and the whole family. It's just a, it's a joy to listen to. So, Tommy, Donegal Rally, I suppose, it's always been a very important rally for the Connell family. You know, your dad's been coming here for years. And I say it's a rally that's very close to your own heart as well, almost a local rally for you. Oh, it would be. Yeah, I will. Here, I'll be 33 now in August. And I think Dad was competing back then whenever I was just born. Everything so it was the late 80s, early 90s. He was there. So he was rallying away and he always wanted to do it every year, you know. So and, and see me to be honest, it's everything leads to Donegal. That's I don't plan to do anything other than a, t- a few rallies before Donegal, and you know just love to get out there. And it would be a local rally, and I would class the Donegal the motor club as probably my local motor club, even though they're not the closest to, to me, you know. But they're still still great people down there, and they always welcome me and everything. So they're so they're, they're great, like yeah. you know, I really do love. There in the Thursday evening to head to the rally, so to, or even the recce the weekend before, or, or you know, just love getting away for Donegal, and that's it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there's a certain buzz about it. And like, you know, your dad won the historic states in the rally from 2014, 2015, and 2016. You know, unprecedented, like a hat trick of ones. You know, that that must hold a very sp- a special place for your dad as well. Oh, it does surely. Yeah. It does surely. Yeah. And he says to me, he says, two more to go yet for a match. <laughs> Getting that that one there, and I yeah. so does that. Uh, <laughs> that one first. Yeah. So well, no, he he loves the story rallying too, and and see it then Atlantic Grave whenever the two have seen each other and shook her hands, and it was a bit emotional now to be honest okay, between well, the both. Yes. Of them. And he, <laughs> as I was to be uh, proud to represent him as well. Absolutely, so. absolutely. And like you know, you you only started rallying back in two thousand and nine, really, and and you started like 
not probably the most traditional route that you went into the historic car right from the start. That's it, I right from the start, I anti BDA. And I never had driven a rally car, you know, in that sort of an anger before the first day I went out on it. And even though it was run to the rallies with us, and so it was my early teens, never or even younger, you know, but yes. whenever he came back to the rally and I was every one of them, I still never had driven one, you know, in anger until the first day I went out. So it was that idea, all track. Uh-huh. And then the money last, and then I went to Kirkistown and stuff like that, you know, but oh, I couldn't drive and I just had to keep learning how to drive yeah. proper a rally uh-huh. car then. It's like everyone else, you have to serve your apprenticeship kind of thing on it too, don't you? You, know, so. you do, sure. Yeah. And here I'm still learning every day. And it's, it's only now, this past few years, that I've actually got up to a bit of speed now, to be honest. You know, but I don't bite that often, like, throughout the years, you know. But it's, it takes a while to gather up the speed now, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, you have went back, you know, you've went and tried Class 13 and Class 14. And, like, fantastic cars, no doubt about it. But I think your heart still lies to the historic car, does it? Oh, they do, surely. Uh, yeah. Well, I started off in the historics and then I, I went on to the Class 14 car for a couple of hours. I done Donegal, I think it was 14 and a 2.4 car and great weekends, cracking all things I got there, but I actually smashed it in the Tour of the Spirits before the Donegal and I, did, I took a step back again, back to the BDA, so I did, and then the, I'm not sure what year it was, but I was doing Donegal as well in the historics. It could have been 14. And we were going over Knock Island near then, the engine blew up and the blue car I had. And then the car lay then for a long time, so there'd be no ones. And, and then I was just doing wee bits and pieces back and forward and all the cars that that has. And then we went for the Vauxhall engine just and we built a Class 13 car, so we did it. And then, of course, you start to get a wee bit quicker and a wee bit quicker, so you needed a different gearbox, you needed the regular suspension, then you needed big brakes and big wheels and... And then you're back into the, the big class again, you know. But yes. oh, we're here, we're getting on well at it and stuff like that. And we never really had no class ones, but uh, well, there's no odds to me if I won anyway. I just tried for the race crack. If it came last, as long as I don't cut the car, I'm happy enough, you know. But yes. we were second in Donegal in the class 13 one year, and then we were third in the class. And and then I says to Thomas, I says, hey, see the next time we're in Donegal, we're going to BDA. I said, I want to go back to that for a bit of fun and a bit of crack, you know. And that was 2019. And then we went into 2020 and we went to the National Championship in Mayo in the Class 13 car. And we, oh, we slid off in the last stage or whatever. But the plan was Donegal in the Class 13 car. And then definitely 21 would be BDA. But sure, the whole COVID thing came and stopped everything. So it, but then this past couple of years, steps in. next time I'm out, it'll be BDA and Donegal Storics. And I had it in my head for about two years there. That's the one I wanted to do. Yes. And was, no point in me lying. I was going there. I wanted to win, but I wasn't going there thinking I would win, if you know what I mean. Yes. The plan was to, to go there and I wanted to win it. And that was us. Aye. Just because I had won it so many times, I wanted yes. to do it. Too. Yeah, you wanted your name in that trophy as well. I'm like, I want- and what a year, like, you know, you've all the guys that's doing the Termite Championship regularly, you know, and then, you, you know, the likes of Ryan Barrett through onto the mix. You know, all guys that go, you know, have a lot of seat time, maybe Ryan, maybe not so much, but Ryan goes fast and he's surface like he's one of the Manx historic and then all, as I say, all them regular guys. For you to step in that as only done, I think, didn't you do Monaghan earlier in the year? Other than that, you were coming in quite uh, cold compared to the rest. I was, I, that's true enough. I just had done Monaghan. We, we rolled the car out from Monaghan and we never even looked at it or checked it over. The last time that car was out, 
was Donegal uh, 16, Never Die I Won It. And we took it out to Monaghan and we got home well there. So we did, uh, me and Emmett Sherry, so we did. And then we got the car all prepped to come to Donegal. But as you say, all them other boys were out all year. And Ryan Barrett, oh, sure, he's a phenomenal driver, so he is. And as soon as the interlust came out, Dad, he says to me, he says, if Barrett's the man to beat there, he says, he'll go hard. So we did. And then, of course, I had myself wound up. And about everybody going hard and me not be able to drive this car right, you know what I mean? Because I haven't been on the BD in years, and oh, sure, it all came together at the end up. But hey, them the boys that are on them all the time doing the championships going well too. So they're Absolutely. them lads, mm-hmm. they're fast, surely. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, so there's none of them, yeah. Like there was 10 or 12 guys, like it's, it's getting almost the same as you know, the national you know, or the main field. There's 10 or 12 guys going there, all thinking that they're that they're going to win as well, too. So it's it, 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 getting it's becoming very competitive there now. Oh, it's very competitive. I like we were seated, uh, historic eight, H8 in the number, and everybody in front of me, you know, was going hard and could possibly have won it, so they could, and a few mm-hmm. lads behind as well. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy, so it did. And, you know, but I just I knew how to go there and get the foot down. You know, but well, here don't get me wrong, Ryan and them boys weren't out for a while, and I had a lot of knowledge of the stages. You know, so it had compared mm-hmm. to the other lads, so that gave me a bit of advantage now. You know, because most of our fellas only done it once or twice, and Marion Evans was over and he hadn't done it before. And you know, you're saying if you're going down the back and knock Allah, you sort of need to know where you're going to. Yes, and, uh-huh. you know. Ah, you need and full you confidence in your notes and in your prep and everything. It's, it's not like it's difficult to go there for the first time and go flat out. Oh, I'd watch early. I'd be like myself going down to Clarney or something, to Moss Gaps, and half them boys probably pass me in the first run up it or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun, I know. So, yeah. but no, I knew I sort of knew where I was going on, and I had I probably had the most experience out of everybody. And, me and Martin Doherty as well, you know, but here it's a tough class to be in. Like we were driving really hard like all weekend mm-hmm. and just staying with them boys no more in some of the stages too. So we were good out of fun now to be. Yeah. And like to you know, to you know, to more or less show the speed you're at, you were setting times comparable with the guys in class thirteen, you know, with their bigger brakes and with their rigor suspension and you know, like a historic spec car with the, the ZF books and everything else. It's that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's crazy, yeah, because we come off, there was a, an award for the fastest historic over in Ocala, and of course, I only found out about it Wednesday, and then I, I love that stage as well, and I says to Thomas, jeez, you shouldn't have told me that, I says, uh, more nerves for me, because obviously I wanted to want that too, you know, but here we went over in Ocala, and we were like 10 or 15 seconds ahead of some of the boys in the class 13 cars, and I says to Thomas, I says, Jeez, I couldn't even do that if I was on that Vauxhall car, so I couldn't, you know, I'd bother keeping up with them, never mind beating them, and I honestly couldn't, couldn't believe it, so I couldn't, and we were coming across, knock all even halfway through it, my clutch was a new clutch in the car, and I started to lose the pedal halfway through, and then near the end, the brakes was going and everything, you know, because you're just, they're not as, they're not as big as the, the modified cars, yes. and you're using them as much, and they go on deeper and all, and you know, it is phenomenal. The the pace them cars can go as well. Yes. The BDA, so mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. You know, his eyes open too. He that's the second or third time he's in the BDA, and you know, mm-hmm. he just he couldn't think how well they they went as well. So like, you know, to sit say at the Boatman Nogala or some of them other classic stages, what is it like? You know, looking up that hill and seeing the crowds, you no, know, and just you know, getting that clink down. You know, 
Thomas in your ear now ten, you know, like is there like is there just a like electricity flows through you almost at that point? Oh, you're sitting down there buzzing through you and just <laughs> well to be honest, I was full of nerves all weekend. So it was because I obviously I wanted to get in there and you know have a good performance and one I wanted to one like no point lying, but <sighs> I just I was a nervous wreck for the first two or three stages. So it was <laughs> and at the start line in Knock Allen it's it's great and some of them other lads says to me, uh, I can't mind who it was, the story was, says, oh, well, what's the secret to knock out? I think it was heading into the second time, you know, when we were ready, it had been fast, it over, and I says, oh, don't look to the left, I know, because you're just going to buy all the water. <laughs> you know, it was, it's great now, it is uh, great. Yes. And, like, you know, leading from the get-go, is that almost more difficult than, than chasing the lead, or do you prefer to be in the lead and try and maintain the lead? Uh, well, as you say, I, you'd rather be chasing now, to be honest, but I was glad I was leading to you, if you know what I mean. Yes. So I was, and going out on the Sunday morning too, I, I said to Thomas, I, said, I never led a rally before, I never done this, or, you know, there was a double O in front of us, and I said, what, what if we catch this boy or something, or, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, all I beauty, yeah. Uh... <laughs> so as I was happy enough, uh, yeah. fourth or fifth car in the road on the Saturday, so I was, and then... Mm-hmm. You know, just following everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, it was all new to me now, to be fair. And that was great. And then, you know, as you talked about then, you know, come to the end of the last stage in the, the Atlantic Drive and realising you'd done it and seeing your dad there, I think that mm-hmm. has to hit you hard then, does it? Oh, it did, surely. I. And see, to be honest, I absolutely hate the Atlantic Drive. So to right. always mortal hate at that stage for whatever reason. I know a lot of lads do like it, but oh geez, I hate it. So I do. But I think it's because it's always was wet whenever we went over previous yeah. years, you know, and I said to Thomas who got into I think we were like 18 seconds up. I says, oh jeepers, what a stage to be getting into now. And you know what I mean? Like I, the one so stage you would wish it wasn't really, you know. <laughs> the one stage I wish it wasn't. I knew it would happen. Only me it would happen to but <laughs> well I says to him, well, here, we're just going to have to go for it and drive as hard as we can because it's one of them stages, if you sleep at all, you're going to get cleaned on it. Yeah. So, yeah, so all the two of us took off, all like madmen, yeah, it was the first stage again. You know, just I just knew I had to get through it and yeah. up with a win a wee moments, but nothing major, like, to it. And then we and I said to Thomas, I said, Jesus, how do we get on? He says, well, Jesus, if you didn't do it that time, you know, you'll never do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up, you know, and I think, uh, well, I think we ended up one by 32 seconds or something like that. So we had tough time out of the lads, or I think Michael McDavid has spun as well. But right. I still wasn't coming until I seen him coming and asked him his time. And <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? To be sure, to be sure, kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and I knew I made no mistakes, and it was probably the quickest ever went through Atlantic Grave. But I just said to myself, I probably mm-hmm. still would get beat, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. But no, as you say, just finishing. Atlantic Grave and then heading out to the Downings and Da. He was standing waiting on us just where the road splits for the start and finish. And yes. it was great. I couldn't wait to get down to see him now, to be fair. Give him uh, a hug. Yeah, of course, absolutely. And then, you know, to get, pre- and get presented then with the trophy then with your dad's name on it and all back, at the, you know, at the prize given and all. Like, you know, them's the kind of moments you, you need to savour. And I think, you know, if nothing else in the last few years with COVID and everything else, I think we appreciate them things far more now than we ever did before. That's right. I will never just say about the trophy. We only got a first in the class. There was no overall historic trophy. Okay. Only got a first in the class. So I never even got a, a trophy with my name and his name on right. it. So whenever, but yes. you know, that 
we only got first in the class trophies, but here I'm happy enough for that too. Yes, uh, you you so, know your names on that list or roll uh, of honour or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the, the full honour now, you know. Yeah. Yes, so, you know, that, so like, is there any plans from now for the rest of the year, or just go back again and you know pick and choose your events as, as at will, almost kind of thing? Ah, well, so you know yourself, most of the rallies start to die down, you know, after Donegal, or, and then, yes. so honestly, I don't really know what to bet, I never thought about it, but oh, maybe the Harvest or something like that, you know, yes. back to the Donegal Motor Club again, you know, mm-hmm. just to support them. Oh, no plans at all, but maybe get out again before the end of the year, we'll see, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's, I always want to do the RAC rally now over in England, but that's mm-hmm. all on next November. Yes, so that's, that's me. That's maybe why I've rolled out the BDA again, just to get used to it. Uh-huh. I've said it would past 10 years and never did or whatever, but sure, we'll see. The next time I'm out, will be the BDA again, anyway, no matter what rally. So it's good fun. Excellent. Lovely to hear the story from Tommy there and the rivalry with his father. And, uh, you know, the gauntlet is down. Tommy has two more to win to equal the father, <laughs> never mind, you know, beat him. And, you know, it goes to show... Donegal means so much, not even, you know, uh, not just at the top level, but right across, you know, from the juniors, the the, the, the Mark II's, the Modifieds, the historics, everybody wants a piece of Donegal and, you know, wants to be there and wants to do well in the event. Absolutely. absolutely. You, know, as, you know, as you say, it's right from number one to number 161 or, you know, the guys get in from the reserve. It's, you know, it's the one rally they all want to be in and do well and definitely, definitely. Yeah. And um, talking of doing well, definitely have to make a special mention to Aaron Johnson, who was co-driver for Takamoto, and they finished third overall in the Safari Rally. And what a tough Safari Rally it was, too. Like, Toyota pulled off a one, two, three, and fourth place in a mm-hmm. row finish. Just incredible. The last time I they did that was 1993. Yeah. Now, 1993... The stage competitive kilometers was something like 3,000. This year, it was around 300 and something. Yeah. So, you know, it's a fraction of what it was, but it's still an endurance of both crew and car. Uh, you know, like we've seen, the, you know, the images of, you know, cars with bits hanging off them and everything else. It still is an epic rally. It's not just a, a flat out sprint from, you know, from start to finish. It is. There's a certain element of endurance. There is an element of pacing yourself, driving to the conditions, you know, that it's not seen any other rally in the World Championship. No, definitely not. And it is a car breaker. If you look at M Sport, they had four team entries and every single one of those four retired at some point during the rally mm-hmm. and, and re-entered under Super Rally. Um, so incredible. And, you know, Hyundai had their issues as well. The only car that managed to complete all of the stages was Oliver Solberg. And he had a long list of issues, you know, with that event. That's a bonkers, bonkers rally, you know. As you say, mileage way a shadow of its former self, but without a doubt, I think, you know, it's, a, it's more than holds its place in the WRC because it provides such a unique challenge that, that you know, those drivers are not getting anywhere else at all, you know. So. Yeah, and, and I, whilst, yes, it is a shorter event, I suppose the difference if you go back to 93 was you had specialist homologated parts for Mm -hmm. that event. Whereas 
what do you call it? That's not the case at the moment. Those are the same, you know, there's no additional parts added to those cars than what's on Estonia or yeah. Finland or Croatia. Yeah, they're raised up a bit and that's a bit of hate of it. That's it, yeah. Really, so. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll talk a wee bit more about Safari next week. Uh, but this weekend we also have then is Lockball and the Moonraker, you know, two fantastic looking events. But again, we'll catch up more on them next week. Um, so, once again, can you please like, share, subscribe, comment, and it's all gratefully appreciated. So until next time, take care, speak soon, and bye.